So welcome to episode nine of Just a Chat With. We're here in sunny Bristol with Gavin Strange, who is a designer and director here at Artman Animations, who are the creators of Wallace and Gromit. Uh, Gavin also goes under the alias of Jam Factory, working on side projects from filmmaking to toy design, illustration and photography. Gavin is also a keynote speaker, uh, he's the annoying best mate on CBBC's Art Ninja and the author of the book Do Fly, which I have here, which I have just finished the audio version on Audible, which is amazing, I recommend it so much, so go out and buy it on Audible or you can get the paper version on Amazon. Uh, Gavin has been working design for 20 years and recently worked on the Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon, which came out in cinemas a month ago. Gavin, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. We had a little technical glitch a minute ago, so we've done this bit a couple of times. But this bit's going to be even better. So this is going to be better because we've had a, we've had we've a dress had a warm, rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, I suppose, I think one thing, there's a lot that you do, and you know, one thing we were interested in about is uh, how do you describe when, you, when people <laughs> ask you what you do, where do you go, where do you start with, and, and, and how do you describe what you do? Well, it has sort of changed over the years, actually, thinking about it more. I would say now my official title is director and designer. And for a long time, director and designer, what I sort of said I did in my passion project time, because it represented both strands of what I love, filmmaking and design. And, and I extend design to graphic design, type design, character design, any sort of form of that. And then filmmaking was basically taking all of that and making it move one frame at a time. You know, it is... I. I there are, of, of course, discernible differences, but I still see it as very much in, it's in the same world. You're still trying to tell a story, whether that is a still image and a nice piece of illustration with two colours, or it's a, it's a full 25 frames a second epic movie in 4K, you know, what, whatever, it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. thing. So, yeah, I, I, I sort of say I'm a director and a designer, and, and often I very proudly follow up with for Rodman Animation. <laughs> you know, I'm really, really proud of that. I love this place. Um, and then, yeah, if people are still listening, I'll go, oh, but also, I like to do passion project things uh, under the name of Jam Factory, and also I like to make music under the name Project Toy, but also wrote a book. Um, uh, there was a, I made a, a bicycle film, oh God, nearly 10 years ago, called Bikes Mind. It was a, it was a short documentary about riding fixed gear bikes in Bristol. And um, because I was sort of so consumed, it became a catchphrase that all my mates would take the mickey out of, that I would, they, they, their impression of me was, I made a bike film, I made a bike film, because <laughs> that's all I ever said. Um, so I find it, I think it's because I get so proud and I'm so passionate about these things that, that sort of happen often by just seeing what can happen, that I then, yeah, I, I'm very glad I've got friends who will <laughs> call me out and go, I made a bike film, I made a bike film. So now I go, I'm a director, I'm a director. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I just, I love that, that that has changed over the years. You know, I joined yeah. the industry as a junior, junior graphic designer and, and now I get to be a director and a designer. So yeah, it, it's always changing, but I feel, I feel really happy and very content and, and it just feels right. This is what we were saying earlier yeah. off camera, right? I feel so content being here yeah, um, and I feel that. at home. Yeah, and I think um, we were saying before that um, you know our, we're really excited to be here. And um, Lewis has got a really funny story. No, I was, we were saying just earlier that um, when I was younger, I went through like an Ardman phase, a stop motion phase, and uh, became quite obsessed with Ardman. And uh, at primary school, we were asked to write letters to people that we kind of like wanted to, you know, idols and, and stuff. And um, mine was to Nick Park, and uh, got a reply. Um, but he said he was quite busy and he couldn't couldn't invite me down just yet. But uh, here we are. So, so yeah. So how many years later is that? I don't know. Like probably about yeah, a good fifteen now. I reckon. Yeah. 
I would love it if we exit this building and we see Nick. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Go, Nick, Nick, Surprise. Lewis is here. He's 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 here. What you were saying there is like being a creative, it's kind of freeing to be like good humoured and not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. And, and Ardman definitely kind of feels yeah. that it's not, it's iconic, but it's not too proud of itself. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, that's what I love. I generally love that its heart is, 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 is about charming people really and making them giggle and being silly and not taking things seriously. And, and, and although there is a real serious side and actually a project that I'm working, like it's a dream project I'm doing at the moment is, is, is both it's very comedic but it has a very serious message but i feel like that that is still within the wheelhouse of our man and me and and this because it's about making stuff with passion and and what people know our man for if they do then it's Wallace and gromit and sean the sheep and chicken run and things and they are real flagship you know very 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 proud moments here but there's a good 40 year plus history of really interesting yeah. people doing doing stuff that's very big and well known, but also weird stuff, interesting stuff, dark stuff. There's a channel for, for a while called Arman's Dark Side. That's some really weird stuff, man. It's so fun and so interesting. And you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of, of, of everyone's stuff and, and what yeah. goes on here. So yeah, it's nice to feel like this is this is home. And what does your day to day look like at the moment? So like what are you working on just now and how does the sort of eight or nine hours pan out for you? At the minute, they go by really quick. Um, and I do, is this going to go out before the new year? This will go out... Monday. Monday. Okay, then I can't tell you what I'm <laughs> But what? It, it's, a, it's a big project that I'm directing. Um, it's, a, it's a mix of techniques, yeah. that's what I can say. Um, and it's, 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 it's very big in scale. It's... Um, it's 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 very funny, but it's very emotional, and it's a film that we're making in collaboration with a really great organisation. And uh, so, in the minute, I'm jumping between. I go down to the studio floor that I'll show you later, which is a big, wonderful sort of uh, warehouse, really, that, that's all painted black, and then it's all carved up into the different animation units where animators have cameras and um, clay puppets and they are bringing characters to, to life. We've got multiple units. Can we go now? Can we just yeah, go yeah, now? we'll just sack <laughs> this off and just go there. So, so, so that is working with the animators, is working with the director of photography, is working with the, the rigger, with the set dresser to, to bring those sets to life. And we're still, we've only just begun shooting. So a lot of that is, is, is discussing with, with animators what we're doing, where we want to go, what we want the characters to feel. Also with that is shooting things called labs, live action videos, yeah. and that is me doing a, a base performance of what the character is is going to do. We've already got the voices recorded, so we've got we've got quite a lot of characters in this film. So we've got that. I will we've got a little unit that I will take myself off into and just record myself over and over and over, just trying to get the performance. Um, and because there's so many characters that are all on screen at once, I'm having to be to be a dad and a mum and a teenager and Lots a toddler. There's, a, there's yeah. a lot. So there's a lot of doing that and then back and forth. So that's over over that side as we develop things. And also just working with the, the DOP is wonderful because you know seeing real light hit a real physical thing is really, really special. I'm, I am still a huge Arban fan of, of, of its stop frame history. Yeah. But that's just one half of it. We've also got a, an amazing CG team that we make all sorts of stuff 
and my previous, my last directing yeah. gig was was a full CG film. Yeah. And how, there's about 130 people here? Or yeah, yeah, it grows right? and yeah. shrinks, sort of in terms of staff, I think there actually might be a little more now, but then when there's a feature film on, there can be 300 or 400, you oh. know, because because stop frame animators and, and the whole stop frame production often moves around the world, so if Leica in Portland is doing something, a huge crew will go over there. Yeah. Um, when Wes Anderson was shooting Isle of Dogs, you know, in Paris, they were shooting stuff over there. So there's, so there's a big, in terms of the, the stop frame community, they, they move around a lot. Um, but it, it grows and it grows and shrinks as what's going on. So yeah, so there's a lot of sort of back and forth. And then when I'm here, we're doing CG stuff, it's working with the technical director, it's working with the animators and modelers and riggers and lighters going through shots, reviewing shots, briefing. There's a lot of, we use a tool called Shotgun, where everyone's work gets posted to it and it lets you annotate on a frame-by-frame -frame basis. So often I'll, I'll be at my desk when I'm up there just watching stuff over and over again, actually, and just annotating, drawing. And then when that's not happening, there's a lot of, sort of classic design. And so I'll be doing, you know, good old classic graphic graphic design, but it really depends on the scope of the project. And the minute this thing is huge and it's a beast, yeah. so there's a lot of how many people are involved in this one? I think we're probably going to hit probably between twenty and thirty in total, okay. um, which is which is which is my biggest crew. And how sort of uh, long does that project go on? For? That'll be three months. Three months, end, yeah. yeah. And that's that's been three months from from the get go. It's it's yep. not really ramped up. It's it's just it's just gone. There's, there's we um, very proudly it was it was an an original story that, that I, I very fortunately got picked to to tell and so it's then we're working with an amazing writer called Sam and developing it so it's, it's been sort of from the go let's let's develop it more and more but then you know uh, at the start of the year I did a, a, a small 15 second uh, animation job that was all 2d motion graphics that I did with design for an amazing animator called Andreas did the animation for that was me and him and a great sound designer and a great producer. So it's it's yeah, it can, can be, be small a small bit, team yeah, yeah. and it can be a big thing. And often I'll, I can do the design and the, if it's effect, uh, After Effects, I'll do the animation. So it really is, that's what I love about it, the fluidity. And then sometimes it's, it's pure graphic design. It's, oh, do you want to, could we do a bit of type work together? And I'll just be, you know, looking at branding or, yeah. or, or, or just whatever. Like there's a, there's a poster here from a game that we made uh, uh, last year called Memories Retold and I did the, branding for that and so that's great so sometimes it yeah, is yeah. pure graphic design other times it's pure direction sometimes it's in the middle and so it's always you know that variety i think do you find that suits like how you work like that kind of yeah. mixture and multidisciplinary yeah. kind of yeah. yeah and i think that i feel like i've only actually really sort of accepted that in the last few years actually that no okay that this is how i work i i enjoy jumping around i enjoy something else will pop into your brain and you go off and, and, and do that. I'd never really given it much thought, but I, yeah. I guess I guess without thinking, you do naturally gravitate towards things. It's just nice to sort of tune into that and go, oh, you've, you're doing that a lot and it seems like it's working out okay. Maybe that's a strength and maybe maybe lean into it and sort of see how far you can push it really. Yeah. So it's very much... No, we're, we're quite similar ages, right? So I'm 38. Yeah, I'm 37, yeah. And there's another few people in my studio that are about the same age as us. And there seems to be a lot of people at our age that are all quite multidisciplinary. Mm. And I'm wondering because, you know, when we studied, when I was at uni and stuff, that was when the internet was still forming. And you st so you did a little bit of graphic design, you did a little bit of film, you did a little yeah. bit of flash, flash. animation, yeah. and a little bit of Good everything. Days, yeah. And you kind of had to, like, you were a graphic designer and a web designer and yeah. you were making CD-ROMs. Yeah, oh and, man, yeah. You know, so I quite, I've got kind of similar, I quite enjoy that kind of mix of doing film and doing yeah. graphic design and yeah. branding. And, you know, do you, do you think that's a thing because of what we went through? Or, I mean, Lewis is also very multidisciplinary as well and, you know, at different ages, but 
do you think there's something from no, that good, time? No, that's a good point. Maybe it's because it was that stuff was emerging at that time. But then if Lewis, you do it anyway, it's sort of like, why? Yeah, why? Why is that? But it definitely feels like I maybe think the type of creative that is experimental. Yeah, that kind of likes to do different stuff. But we can like all name of tons of people, right, who have got yeah. a style down, have got a mm. technique down, that if you thought of, I don't know, experimental typography, you'd be like, yeah, so-and-so, mm -hmm. or define 3D so-and-so. You, you, there, are, there are sort of people that have just got that, that, that flag firmly planted in the ground. I think I never had a style growing up. I was too, I wish I had one, but I just mm. didn't. I just I don't know, always, I felt like a very much a late bloom in terms of discovering what I yeah. could or couldn't do and having any confidence in it. So I would always, yeah, just, just run around and do stuff. Mm -hmm. And now I'm very proud that I don't. It's more yeah, just yeah. A, a hodgepodge collection. And I suppose, again, getting older, I think, no, maybe my thread is, is energy and I want things to be fun and yeah. I want to, to, to connect with people in just a kind of a, hopefully a charming way. It's kind of like you need both types of creatives, don't you? You need yeah. those yeah, technicians yeah. that are yeah. experts. You need so you, a specialist. You, I need yeah. that illustration style like yeah. someone, yeah. but you also need the, the people that can bend. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 sometimes it's right. So obviously sometimes you think, you know, if a job comes up or you go, oh no, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dip my toe in. But I think any great designer or any great creative, you'll recognise when you're hitting your limits and yeah, go, exactly, well, yeah. I've tried and I've given it a steer, but I think we need so-and-so to come in and, and do that properly. You'd identify where that's necessary, right? And I feel like that's not, hopefully that's a nice balance because the people who are specialists, they'll be getting their specialist jobs and that suits their yeah, sort exactly. of point of thing. But people like us are, are generalists and, and that maybe helps you in a, in a, in a community studio vibe. Yeah, totally. um, but it's also nice that I think also, I would like to think that people might take 10, 20, 30 years to find a style actually. Mm. And, and it's just because you're born, born without one doesn't mean that you can't develop it. You know, it, it might come and it might not. I think you can lose so much energy and nights of sleep going, oh, but I don't have a style, but yeah. just keep making stuff. You're not going to discover it until you keep making stuff. And it might never come. Yeah. Maybe don't search too much for and, it. And do you kind of believe, like, I, I kind of believe that everyone's got creativity in them somewhere. It's just at different levels and volumes yeah, and you kind definitely. of need to find it. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. But I'm also interested in kind of nature nurture. So mm. were your parents, um, they kind of nurtured creativity? Did they see it in you early? Or was it something that you self-initiated? And I, I suppose from you as well, I don't know that from you. <laughs> I mean, my mum and dad have always been very supportive. Um, my dad's a, a really great at drawing and being an artist. He didn't go into the profession, he's an engineer, but I, I have vivid memories of asking him to draw stuff because I was fascinated that he could just draw something. I'm not, not great at drawing and I was sort of fascinated in that. They knew I was really into art and sort of just visual stuff. Yeah. Same as my brother. My brother's a brilliant artist. He's six years younger than me and he's a very talented painter and sculptor yeah. and, and does all sorts of stuff. Um, and they just, I think, and I spoke to this back to Greg actually, in the sense of they just wanted me to, to move forwards. I think they, because I was never too sure where I was going, whether I had the talent or the skill to go to go onwards. They just didn't want me to get too hung up on not doing anything because I'm paralysed with choice. They wanted me to at least move towards the next stage, so whether that's going from school to college, college to getting a job. So I knew I didn't want to do the university thing, um, so I, at least I had some sort of plan. Yeah. They just kind of wanted me to be happy and wanted it to be realistic. I think that's the thing. They they wanted it to, you know, we're in the real world and you need to earn money to, to pay rent and to live a life. I think they just wanted it to be a realistic application. They were always down for me being creative and, and in the arts, but I, I don't feel like I had a 
calling at an early age. I was interested in loads of stuff, mm. but I love video games and, 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 and music album art like we all did, you know, the, the touchstones for creativity we all had. I just, I don't think I showed a particular talent. You know, if I was, if I die tomorrow and there's a, there's a talking head interview, my mum and dad won't go, well, we knew it from an early age. And he was, they'd be like, we, we no didn't really idea. know what he was up to until he went, I've got a job. And they went, oh, interesting, you know, because uh, I just don't think I showed that promise. Um, so that's why I think I identify a lot with students and I, 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 I kind of try and find the ones who maybe don't feel like they're great, who aren't top of the class. Because I'm like, I'm you, <laughs> you know, and please stick with it and please have, yeah. please just find joy in making stuff for make it of sake. Don't worry about the, the accolades or being top of the class or whatever. It's a long old journey. Please, if you're enjoying it, please stick. And that's the thing is, like you often start your studies in like um, creativity, like whatever course you choose, and you think, you know, you, you think, oh, I'm not as good as a designer as all these other people. But there's so many jobs and there's so many different strands, and like you might go from being, you know, um, thinking you want to be a designer to actually being a creative project manager. Yeah. Like, and that's where you get your creativity. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. that's important yeah. for people, especially sort of younger yeah. listeners, you know, to understand that it's not always what you set out to be because like Lewis, you, you, you know, you, you set off in a design course, didn't you? Yeah, I mean like the team at Campfire especially is like a mixture of engineers and politicians and wow. Latvian chicken farmers. And, <laughs> of course, you know, yeah, the classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not many of us actually like anyway qualified to do what we do yeah i think yeah. that's the thing i think i find solace in that i really like asking people and even just today i've met two new people who've joined the project that we're working on and it's great hearing them and, and often it's never the path that you think it no, is they yeah. started as one thing that actually they found a talent for that or actually they had a total opposite reaction went oh i'm not happy doing that and People don't, I think there's great people and it's so easy to look mm. up to the people that we, we adore that their work and, and you put them on a pedestal and you think, oh, I can never be you, but you're never going to be, you know, you're you, you know, and I know it's dead easy to say this stuff, of course it is, yeah. but it's, it's hard, the hard bit is being kind to yourself and just sort of listening to that and going, okay, well, don't focus, take inspiration from them, yeah. but try and, you know, spend the energy on you being you and actually hearing that people and even people at the top of their game are just as confused and are just as totally. sort of, well, I'm doing this, but am I happy doing this? And I'm, oh, I actually wish I was doing this. You know, there's always longing and, and discontent, hopefully, I think, at whatever level that you're at. So yeah. take solace in that everyone's a bit confused and everyone's, yeah. you've just got to sort of put your brave face on and just pursue what you think is right for you. Exactly. Because you know, we're lucky enough to do so, right? We're in an totally. industry where we can, yeah. you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're so... We're not pulling coal out of a wall. <laughs> exactly, you know, we'd be crap at that. You know? So it's, yeah, I think realising how fortunate we are and, and just making the most of that, never taking it for granted, I think, that's something that I... I think it's also like, there's something in, you know, we always say, when we interview people for our teams, like, everyone's got a superpower and everyone's got a kryptonite. Yes. And I think it's quite good to know what your kryptonite is and not be afraid of it, like, yeah. to say what you're bad at. Like, so for me, I'm, I'm terrible at writing, but... I, so I, I like to surround myself with good writers, and I'm and I'm not great at project management, but I'm good at creativity. So, like, I'm interested. Like, what if you if, if I was to ask you what your kryptonite is? Right? What everything? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there's so much I'm bad at. Um, yeah, keeping on a single train of thought. <laughs> um, actually, I'm I'm the same. I really like surrounding myself with with writers, especially in in this industry. I I love stories, mm -hmm. but I'm not a writer. Yeah, he yeah, says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. A, I, enjoy, I enjoy writing, but sort of the the, the format of creating mm -hmm. a story and making a cohesive world has never really grabbed me. I love 
I love it being having the idea for oh it could be this but the sort of minute detail yeah, yeah, when yeah, a yeah, writer stuff, yeah. really shines to build that world it's never going to be me and I'm not going to try and force it because there's so many great yeah, specialists yeah. out there that, that can do it so definitely that side of things I'm definitely very visually led yeah um, and I'm getting hopefully better and stronger at being the full package of, mm -hmm. of, of understanding that especially in terms of directing and filmmaking so there's always I feel like that is a lifelong pursuit for any creative to just to bolster your skills so you're a more rounded individual uh, well so I'm an off festival loyal I think my first festival was probably the one that you did the titles for no way 2016 yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> amazing it must have been I've been to about five now so maybe um oh. it's like the sound system it was awesome yeah <laughs> so no I was, I was gonna ask like because that project I think I mean it was brilliant it was exciting I think one of the reasons people liked it so much was because it was it was ridiculous it was <laughs> yes! a project you shouldn't do take on <laughs> yeah and you did so it'd be good to know like just I don't know people that weren't there like explain the process wow, okay and, um how that was for you. <laughs> so to give a quick roundup, the off 2016 titles, title sequence was a stop frame, live action, motion graphics, rap video title sequence. And it is all of those things because we wanted it to be all of those things. Um, if you haven't been to off, obviously you have, it's just full of energy, isn't it? It's, it's explosive. There is all types of personalities. It's loud, it's big, it's brash. And we definitely wanted to hit people with a celebration of that. And I think that I think why I love that project so much actually is because I feel like it's it's me. I feel like that's me personified. That's how I feel. That's how I want people to feel. And we wanted it to be to be sort of visually in your face. And I'm a huge fan of early two thousands rap videos, sort of the era of hype Williams. Um, and MTV2 and just getting obsessed with just putting MTV2 on, watching the video and just anticipating what would be next, what that little title card would say, who the artist was, who the director was, and just being sort of, you know, you would get a new piece of content every three and a half minutes. It was amazing. Yeah. You could just churn through and especially as the night went on and yeah. like MTV2 Gonzo came on and you get some weird stuff and that's when I discovered <laughs> things like, you know, um, uh, Chris Cunningham and the videos of Uncle and, you know, all the, you know, Spike Jones and all of that stuff that it's I now... It's the original Vimeo staff picks, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is that, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was a whole channel of staff picks. And so, so I kind of wanted to hop back to that and especially music video, right? Every Everyone wants to design, every graphic designer wants to do a music, an album uh -huh, sleeve yeah, yeah, and yeah. Every, every director wants to do a music video. Uh -huh. so, so, so that's what it was and the way that came about was I was speaking at an off-satellite festival in Qatar in the Middle East. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and because I don't drink but the party, the, the, all of the speakers would like a drink but you can't drink out there unless it's in a five-star hotel. So it would just mean all of these ragtag bunch of artists and designers would go to these very fancy hotels. So one night I'm having a lovely meal and Hector, who is the director of OFF, is a really interesting guy, he's very quiet, um, very just doesn't say anything until he needs to say something. He just sort of sidles over to me one night and says, I have a proposition for you but I need to be more drunk to ask you. <laughs> and then he sidled away again. <laughs> what is happening oh now? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. And, um, and then he popped back over in a, in a little bit and, and basically says, I would love it if you and Ardman would do the titles for Off next year. And I was blown away. I'm a big fan. I've been coming since 2012. And again, it just blew my yeah. mind. I just did not know what to expect. So over the top. 
And I thought, well, man, this is such an honour. Of course, the people have done it in the past. And I knew I could commit on my behalf as a passion project. I, I can't just assume Arben could say, yes, that's not within my remit to do at all. Um, so I says, I, I want to do it, but I, I need to get back to the studio and I need to speak to my bosses and the powers that be to see if that's even possible. But at the same time, I text a friend of mine who, who is a director here. He's creative director of Wallace and Gromit. His name's Merlin Crossingham. He was animation director on Nick Park's Only Man. He was lead animator on Chicken Run. He, he's yeah. the guy, you know, he's, he's amazing. He's been here for 25 years plus and said, I've got this passion project. I'd love to work with you on it. Uh, it's a big thing. <laughs> I'll talk to you later and he just said, sounds really exciting, let's chat when you're back. And, and basically, because I wasn't officially a director at this point, I was making films in my own time and actually had worked with Merlin a few times and I had studio support so I could explain what, what I'd like to my passion project time and the guys would give me studio time or lend me equipment, but I wasn't officially a director yeah, on the yeah. roster. So um, I, I sort of made a plan with Merlin, we, we formulated an idea of making this rap video and, and then we got to go to the powers that be and, and Merlin being here so long obviously has such a uh, such clout about him that, that instantly they said, oh, we can give you some support, we can give you some studio time, we can give you X, Y and Z and, and, and then it just went from there. So it was a passion mm. project but was built from here with hard man support. It was and ambitious. It, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it was, you know, stop frame is not easy. It's not, it's not quick. Um, even just the, 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 the things of, of, of creating a character, sculpting a character, modelling a character, derigging a character, compositing a character, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not as simple as just get on the floor and shoot something. So there was all these different steps and that was actually my training ground for, for After Effects. I'd used it a bit and a, a good friend of mine called Kieran was great and, and he helped me and I was like, well, I'm going to learn on the job. And so. That was, that was how, that's how I learned After Effects, was yeah. do lots of names of people and try and figure it out. I'd, I'd, I'd always use Flash, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, so linear-based timeline stuff felt familiar, but After Effects interface did not. Were you a Macromedia director before that? <laughs> I was, I'd only tinkered, I tinkered with that, and I think I was doing interactive CD-ROMs at the start of my uh -huh. career, and I can't, maybe it was in director actually. Oh, you had Lingo was the programming language, which was horrible, because oh. most people that were, were creative people, and they were, you suddenly had to code stuff, and yeah. it was like, yeah, our brains don't work this way. It was such like, a shock, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so that was, that was a dream. Yeah. That was an absolute no, dream, awesome. and I still am very proud of that. Yeah. I think because it's got all the things I love, motion graphics, live action, it's got rap video, rap. it's got a rapper <laughs> in it, a rapper that I love, you know, and it's got a, a stop frame character. So yeah, that was sort of like, I still am very proud of that. Is that on YouTube Obviously. if anyone wants to go and yeah, watch it? Yeah, on YouTube and Vimeo, it's just the OFFF -F 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 title 2016. Online Flash Film Festival. Yes, exactly, yeah, yes, yeah. and that's its yeah. thing, that's, kind of well, you know, the old festival's beginnings <laughs> yeah. was also in Flash, same as FITC, I did a title sequence for that and that was Funny. Flash in the can, you know, yeah, that was yeah. a Flash specific thing, so so many people, mm. um, oh there's a great director called Rob, oh man, Rob, he goes by the name Ronin I think, and, and there were so many people around that era, Flash, sort of flash and filmmaking in this weird dark art of graphic design, motion graphics. Our, just... our head of motion um, keeps a, a Windows laptop at his desk and with that still runs a version of Flash because <laughs> he really? likes to draw some stuff in Flash. That's, so his, he's like, that's his thing. I, I keep saying to Rob, you've got to let it go, man. You've got to let it go. Flash is gone. He's still <laughs> holding he's on. Like, he's got yeah, this like, relic. Uh -huh. I like that. Uh -huh. I, really I love like it as that. well. He actually, he really, in a nice way, reminds me of you. He's a very similar character and his desk is surrounded by lots of little toys and things. Trinkets. And last night, I was lying in um, my bed texting him saying, I'm meeting Gavin tomorrow. Like, what, what do you want me to ask? And uh, 
um, what did he say? Let me find this. It's on my phone. Um, so, so he said, is, is this the Gavin Strange one you're filming? I said, yeah. Uh, um, I, I said at this point, he reminds me of you. Um, and he said, um, I said, do you know him? He said, yeah, I'm a total fanboy. Oh. He says, uh, he says, we've had some great Mega Drive chat on Twitter at some point. Oh. I think. So um, he said, we had some chat mostly about the love of video games and making shit. He's a machine though, his output is unbelievable. He seems to be able to do everything. Ask him if there's anything he wished he could do, but just couldn't be arsed. <laughs> it would make me feel a lot better about myself. And then he's putting capital letters, anything. <laughs> oh man, that is so kind. There was, oh my God, that is, I feel like I do lots of things, but there's a difference between doing lots of things and doing lots of things well. <laughs> I fall into the camp of just doing some things. I'm hoping, but by doing them enough over Quantity. time, <laughs> it might turn out well. <laughs> but I'm just focused on doing some, oh, that's so kind. I don't, oh God, that's so, yeah, that's, that's like, that's not the real me. That's, that's, mm. bless him, he's walked, I've, the, I've managed to manipulate the internet to warp that to look like <laughs> I know I have skills in some way. But I mean, there's so much stuff I wish I could Oh, so many things I wish I could do. Uh, but again, I think I'm just trying to be kind in what's realistic. You know, like mm. I've really fallen into 3D. Yeah. I really enjoy playing with Cinema 4D. I've always wanted to get into it, but mm -hmm. and dip my toe. I think I dipped my toe in Cinema 4D at one point a few years ago, but never, it didn't stick. And I am trying to do it more and more, but it's just the hours, isn't it? Yeah. So all, all of that, really, I just, I, there's so many things more. I, I love playing with, with music and 3D and 2D mm -hmm. and... And I think maybe I wish I, ha I stuck at stuff longer, especially passion project stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, stuck at stuff longer to really refine and refine. But I just, I'm like a magpie. I get too excited and go, oh, oh but yeah. what about that technique? You know, <laughs> shiny. Uh, yeah, basically shiny, oh, shiny. Yeah. I've got one of those brains that's not but, good. <laughs> and again, so mate, I feel like I've just that is me. I, I'm not gonna just stick at something for for years and years and yeah. years and years. I've just got to do it, and hopefully. By flitting around, I was sort of like flip, 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 and then come back to the original thing, make it hopefully mm -hmm. a tiny bit better, and then flip, 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 flip. It's just going to take an entire lifetime. It's, it's definitely a talent to be able to finish things, though. Yeah, like that's, that's yeah. another whole thing that you shouldn't take for granted. Like, but I think being kind to yourself and just going, we'll just do it and just put it out there. Yeah. It's not perfect, yeah. but it is. You know, you just have to think, draw a line under it, and just mm -hmm. sort of, like something I did last night. It was just, it was a music thing, and I've been thinking about it for ages. It's not perfect. It's not right. So I just do it, put it out there. And it's funny because I, it's, it's. I never. My, if I do, I'm, when I'm with, I'm talking on on Twitter. Is I, I follow a lot of the design community, and the music stuff's just a side thing. And and I think really it's sort of like, well, does anyone care? But it doesn't matter. I try and just go. It doesn't matter. Just put it out there, yeah. and get, it's more a confidence boost to myself to just. Do it yeah. and just sort of have the comments to go. Bleh. Doesn't matter. No one engages. It's not about engagement. It's about for me going. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Look, nothing bad happened. No one laughed. Carry on. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So just trying to do more. I think just more, more. I just want to do more. <laughs> Why so, not? So Jam Factory is kind of your outlet online for personal passion projects. How, how did that come about in terms of? Just name, first of all, I'm interested. Where Jam Factory name come from? I love alter egos. I really love alter egos. I listened to a really great um, audio book by James Acaster. I just finished it, actually, called Perfect Sound Whatever, where he argues 2016 was the greatest year for music. Mm -hmm. um, and he goes into all... It's basically it's amazing about armor recommendations, but it's also about him and his year and his, his, his mental health and everything that he went through. And, and the more that I was hearing him talk about these different artists and the way they made music, 
it definitely reminded me, no, I love an alter ego. I think I'm sort of fascinated by it. And growing up in the Flash era, one, two, three clan, two advanced, mm -hmm. um, Designers advanced. Republic, <laughs> all of those mad over the top websites mm -hmm. and those mad alter egos. I was just fascinated with it. And at the same time, I really got into like Backpack Rap and DJ Shadow and Aesop Rock and, you know, Uncle and all of these cool names. I just, I like it. It felt like an excuse to invent something yeah. for invention's sake. And so I desperately wanted a cool name and I couldn't think of one. <laughs> so I just picked Jam Factory <laughs> and I just stuck with it really. And actually it means everything and nothing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean, I like jam. Yeah. <laughs> and I quite like the idea of it being a little factory that churns out stuff yeah, yeah, and just yeah. stuff plops out. I wish I could have a cool name. That's why I then actually, I think as much as I very much like mu making music, I also like making branding and fake mm -hmm. identity. So I thought I'm going to give myself a music name and it's Project Toy. And that comes about because it's a passion project and toy in the graffiti world means someone who's playing and oh, it's, a, okay. it's a diss. You know, if you're a toy, then right, okay. you're playing at it, you're not very good and you shouldn't be doing it. And I'm like, yeah, that's me in music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it kind of feels right. Okay. And also I like toys. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just sort of like, it means everything and nothing. I quite like what a name is. I'm yeah. sort of, I, some of my favorite bands I've gravitated towards because of their ridiculous names like I love Godspeed you Black Emperor yeah, yeah. because it's so pretentious huh. I love it I love that that exists I love that even when you search there there I think one of their early albums is its title is F hashtag exclamation mark infinity symbol a or something like <laughs> that and this was back in the 2000s uh -huh. before the internet so if you had to find that, like they're, <laughs> they're intentionally making it difficult. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like the engineering that goes into that. So I think it's very much, it was just my love of just creating a world, because you can. You know, we're fortunate enough in the design. You, make, you make it. I know, it's, it's mad. Just yeah. do it. There's no <laughs> real ramifications or consequences. Yeah. Unless you're being mean. It exists. <laughs> so it just, that basically became, Jam Factory became a place to do all the yeah. stuff no one was asking me to do. And it still is. Yeah. It still very much is. But like with, with your work here, you get to do lots of fun stuff. Do you like that it kind of blends your life and your yeah. work? Or do you kind of like to maintain no, a side I love of the blend. blend stuff? I love the yeah, blend. And yeah. that, was, that was actually a, a bit of a fear when I first um, was going to join this place. And it was sort of like the position was available. And, and, and I, I mean, there was only one strand of me that thought, that thought I shouldn't take it. It wasn't even a thought. It was, let's just have a think for a minute. And it was actually a good friend of mine, a Glaswegian friend, who said, and he still, we were talking about it yesterday, because he's like, don't ever listen to me. Because he said, well, you know, if you join Arben, you've, you know, you've got a Jam Factory tattoo on your wrist, not an Arben tattoo. <laughs> Have a think. Leave that and to this day, he's just like, don't ever listen to me. That was the worst <laughs> advice I could have ever given you because yeah. I, you know, I, I share with him up. all the exciting things I get to do, and he's like, mate, you know, he's, he's we, we're very proud of each other. Have you got an Ardman tattoo? Yet? No, I haven't. Maybe oh, yeah. I should. Maybe I should space it. Let's get an Ardman star. Um, and I, so I was a bit nervous that, uh, even though again, it didn't mean anything to anyone else, but to me, I felt like I built up this little environment of stuff. This this under the Jam Factory name. No one cared, but I cared. Um, I thought, well, will that just dissipate and I'll be sort of under the umbrella of Arben and I'm faceless sort of thing. And absolutely not. Actually, as soon as I joined, Dave and, and Pete and Nick and, and everyone here were really supportive of that and they encouraged it more. And one of the early things I did was a, was a, a launch of toys and um, one of the, Peter Lord, the, the co-founder, creative director, he came to the toy launch. He didn't tell me, he just popped up with his family. And in and, and, and recent years, me and my wife started a brand called Strange and he came down to the store with his family 
family. And, what does Strange you know, do? Uh, uh, Strange was this sort of like a, a, a brand where we basically made nice stuff that we wanted to exist in our home. Um, yeah. And, and we, all, we exclusively use black and gold because we love black and gold. And we just did it for the sake of doing it. We don't do it anymore, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, so, so to have that support from the founders meant so much and just encouraged me to do more. And I feel like I've just learned way more because I would get excited on the stuff I was tinkering with and then sometimes I could bring it into the day job yeah. sometimes not because because yeah, yeah. they were very different roles I was doing clothing or still do clothing design or illustration of characters and sometimes my first role didn't call for that yeah but it would always help because even as a graphic designer and art director you'd like oh because you, if you can call on all these different styles and references, that's never a bad thing, right? You know, just to be useful in a conversation, in a brainstorm of, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, you might overhear a colleague talking about a totally separate thing, but because you've then spent your night getting lost on an internet page or a YouTube link, you're like, oh, actually, mm. I saw that. Yeah. You're useful. You're, you're a the resource. The more experiences you can have, yeah. the better, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. So I've always just felt it's, there's a huge benefit to it personally I've, mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled and I feel like it's been encouraged it's not always right yeah you know sometimes it isn't useful and they are very separate but it's it's lovely that they can just yeah tell you this, well, it's even the fact that you've got the time today you know you're in yeah. your work but you're getting to talk yeah on this yeah you know yeah, yeah, so it exactly. shows the support yeah there, it's it? yeah it's, it's fluid and flexible and, yeah. and they've all again it comes down to that trust thing of just mm -hmm. making great stuff and actually who you are outside of those working hours is always going to shape who you are within working hours you know so I'm just conscious of your time, so uh, because you have to get back. So I think I suppose just maybe one last question. Um, there's maybe a lot of people that listen to this who are just getting into the creative industries, who are just finding their feet, trying to figure out how to do it, how to get a job. Yeah. Looking back now, sort of 20 years, if you could talk to younger version of you, young Gav, um, what, what one idiot. bit of advice <laughs> can you give him? You know, I think um, I've, I've sort of thought about this before and and if it was me if it was going back in time I wouldn't say anything to myself I'd stay silent probably also just out of embarrassment of just <laughs> I wore way too much hair gel which obviously has clearly had consequences now um, it's coming to us all don't worry um, <laughs> because I think I, it was just so important to make all the mistakes I worked way too long into the hours I burnt myself out I worked way too less I got easily distracted I I think it's so important to make all those mistakes. I guess the, the piece of advice I would give to anyone is to try not to worry too much about what the output is. Just make the work. You're only going to get better and better and better by repeating it. Don't get too precious. Don't worry too much um, about, you know, is it perfect? You know, my, my boss once said to me, don't make it perfect, make it now. Just do it, get it out there iterate on it, you know, put it out there. You might not revisit it. You might do the thing and go, oh, that was terrible. I'm never going to do that again. But you've learned something. Yeah, totally. Really, that this is what the industry is. And, you know, you guys know as hiring someone, you look for 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 passion and for, for engagement and for drive to do because they are driven by creativity. Yeah. Again, we're so damn fortunate to be in this industry and to make this our livelihoods. Yeah, yeah. You want someone that's engaged with it. So you might have someone that has a, a great body of work, but everything feels a bit begrudged and a bit sort of, 
like you're forcing it out of them. And you might have someone who's also maybe a little more scrappy, dare I say, but they're just, drive, you can tell yeah, the enthusiasm yeah. and drive. That's the person. Take the drive is, every day, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, always. You know, and I mean, maybe we're, maybe we're more feeling like that because we are more generalist. And so you can recognize that in other people. But I just, I just think at the end of the day, because when things go wrong and things get difficult, it's a person with drive and passion and enthusiasm to get round a problem mm. than the person who's given that blocker and goes, oh, oh, situation's not perfect, and so I'm going to phone in the performance. Or, yeah. you know, you want, you, it's going to be problem solving, especially in design. That is what it is, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. solving a problem, and Probably. that client call might not go great, or, you know, you, you're going to rely on the passionate, engaged person. And that doesn't mean experience, that means drive and that is something that they can conjure you can't manufacture experience you've just got to do it through time yeah. but if if they are just putting in the hours and the energy in themselves that always wins out in my opinion fantastic well thank you so much as usual thank you. i can spend another three or four I know, hours I sitting feel like talking. Getting warmed up. i know yeah. so um thanks for listening um if you like what you're hearing and you want to support the podcast please rate and write us a review to help us get the word out if you've been listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts, you can also watch the full episode on YouTube. Um, we publish a new episode on the last Monday of every month, so make sure you're subscribed, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, cameras. Thanks, Gav. <laughs>